In my vision, on my way to commit suicide, I saw people worshiping God. Their hands were lifted and all their faces, I saw peace. And I said, I want that. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Lay. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There was no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution, God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Lay. Hi, this is Evangelist On Lay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems, but found answers in a real God. Recently, we've been talking about mental health and how our thoughts and the way we think about life can guide us to life or death. Positive thoughts are known to help your mental health, but what happens when our minds are plagued with negative thoughts that we just can't get out of our minds? Well, in our last show, we had Lisa Marino share with us how she was born in a family where drug use was present. And she saw horrific things, like her father nearly dying from an overdose right in front of her when she was a young child. She got into drugs herself when she was older and was often tormented in her mind with constant negative thoughts that like haunted her. She dabbled into witchcraft that seemed to worsen her thought life. She called out to God and received Christ into her life. But then nothing really happened and only something horrible happened instead as her husband cheated on her right in front of her. She came to the point of nearly committing suicide, but it was in that moment that she had a powerful vision from the Lord that changed her life forever. Today, we're going to discover more what God did for Lisa to change her thought life. Lisa, welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me. Lisa, glad to have you. Now, we left off in our last show where you were suicidal after you found out about your husband's marital unfaithfulness right in front of you. And you were mentioning that you called out to God, and in that moment, the Lord responded with a vision when you were driving. What did you see? So, in my vision, on my way to commit suicide, I saw people worshiping God. Mm. Their hands were lifted, and all their faces, I saw peace, and I said, I want that. Wow. I understand that that was a moment that you sought that, and you started going to church, and you gave your life to Jesus Christ. I understand in that moment, Jesus provided mental stability in your life and seriously changed your life and how you responded to hardships. Now, my question is, how so? Before I came to Jesus, I pretty much did what my parents did. You know, drugs were the answer. Drugs were the answer for everything. Mm. You know, anytime I had a problem, I'd go do drugs. Anytime I wanted to have joy, go do drugs. So drugs were definitely the answer for everything. Now Jesus is the answer for everything. Mm-hmm. You know, when I'm having a problem, I pray that peace comes. No matter how hard the issue is, I go to Him first. I understand that you really did go to Jesus and your life radically changed where you were being led by the Lord to stand for your marriage in response. And I know that after the moment you guys separated, you really leaned into the Lord to grow in your faith. Describe that time in your life when you were overcoming this hardship when we were separated, he became part of a notorious biker gang, and he ran with them, and you know, he was a producer for music. He did a lot of things that were risky and a wild kind of lifestyle, you know, not something you want your kids to be a part of. Right. While he was doing that, I was serving the Lord. That's amazing. Serving the Lord, standing and believing for your marriage, and I understand that you got back together as you were standing for your marriage, but eventually, I understand that your husband coming back couldn't reconcile his life beforehand. 
and another tragic hardship you were forced to go through. What was that extremely difficult hardship? So when we got back together, he went on top of a bridge and he took his own life. He fell down to the freeway. He took his life. <sighs> that is horrible. Truly such a difficult time for you because you had stood so long to have him back, you know? Mm -hmm. This must have been devastating. How did your faith in Christ help you to cope with this horrible thing that happened? And did you see this coming in any way? Well, I got to tell you, he was acting funny. And a few days before he actually passed away, I looked at him and I got to tell you, the Holy Spirit really talked to my heart. And I was just like, are you thinking of taking your life? Out of the blue, I just said it. And he said, no. And I said, because if you are thinking it, you need to tell somebody. Mm. And he said, no, no, no. And so when he did commit suicide, I really felt like God came in and brought peace and softened the blow. I didn't have that peace before I came to Jesus. But when he committed suicide, God came in and he softened the blow. It could have been much worse, much worse. Wow. So Jesus really came through for you. Now, most would respond with, you know, depression, guilt, so many other things. But I understand that you took this time to lean into God more. And you're living a supernatural life of being able to give in a time when everything was being taken away from you. Tell us about that. Yeah. So throughout the time and all the years that I was not with him, I was ministering to at-risk youth. And then when he killed himself, I was pregnant with our fifth child and I continued, you know. So when I would be in a hospital or at a funeral, the Lord would show me who was hurting and I would go and talk to them and minister to them and pray for them to have the peace that God had given me. That's amazing. But I know that after becoming a Christian, life still had troubles and trials. But you had the ability to live through this with true peace. You know, Jesus promised his followers there would be trials in our life that we are called to overcome. But sometimes it is hard, even for believers, when trouble comes our way. It's hard to lean into God and trust Him when things happen that we don't understand. What would you say to the person who's going through a hard time right now? Maybe they have lost someone or something they hold dear, and they just don't know what to do. What would you say to that person now? You know, I would say that the Lord is close to the brokenhearted, and I don't say that lightly. He really keeps us close. He keeps you stable. He comes in and He brings you peace. The world can't give you this peace. Your friend can't give you this peace. Not even your pastor can give you this peace. Only Jesus can give you this peace. And I would say run to Him. Run to Him and make Him your center. And I want to add this. You know, that year I lost Lewis, my little brother, two months later, he was homeless. I lost two aunts and uncle, a first cousin, and then my daughter got stage three ovarian cancer. She was 15, and I gave birth to our son all in a year. And I got to say, the Lord sustained me through it all. And he did give me a peace. Also, I would say to surround yourself with people who love the Lord. Surround yourself with people who love Jesus. Because they'll be your community. They will be people who will support you. People brought us meals. People lifted us up in prayer. They were encouraging me. Maybe I needed help getting kids to school while my child was getting chemo. I mean, I needed a community around me during that time. So I allowed it. I welcomed it. Hmm. And I would say, don't do it alone. You need to speak up and say when you need help. Lisa, your story is a powerful story of knowing Jesus as your Savior. And by doing that can change so many things going through your life when you're going through a hardship. Your testimony really shows how the body of Christ and going to church can really help someone going through hard times. Thanks so much for coming and sharing your life story with us. God bless you and thank you for having me. Don't go anywhere. I want to talk more about this right after a short break. 
Hey guys, it's me again. Let me be real and upfront with you. People are calling in and getting saved and set free by the power of the gospel that is preached on this show through powerful testimonies. I remember one night I was working the phones and a man in about his 30s called in. He was a business owner who was addicted to cocaine and he was living in California. He said he was driving and he heard our show about a former drug addict and he felt convicted that he wasn't living his life right and he gave his life to Jesus that very night. To me, this is a powerful reminder that God is moving through this real and raw show to touch the lives of others. Will you help us reach other cities all across America? You may be able to donate maybe $5 a month, maybe $10, some of you $25, maybe more. Anything helps. Help us to spread the gospel to America as we are believing for a great harvest of souls for the kingdom of God in this time and in this era. We can't do it without you. Don't just sit there. Go to AwakeningTheNations.com and join the movement to get these testimonies to help others. More real life starts now. Welcome back to the show. I want to go deeper into what you just heard. I think that Lisa's story exemplifies a hard truth. That coming to Christ doesn't automatically just solve all your problems necessarily. But that there will be hardships and difficulties we will all go through. But I love how she overcame all these hard experiences and came out on top which is unheard of because most people are destroyed when their lives are dragged through the mud like this. Becoming a Christian doesn't make life perfect, but it makes life bearable. Becoming a Christian doesn't necessarily change your circumstances, at least at first, but it changes your perspective. You see, it's written in John chapter 16, verses 33. These things I've spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Because we're all living in a sinful world, we will all have troubles. Sometimes from other people's bad choices, sometimes from our own bad choices. But life is promised from the Lord Himself that we will have tribulations, that word meaning severe trial or suffering. But what I love is, Jesus says, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. That means Jesus has overcome the state of suffering and trials we will all go through and expects us to overcome as He has as well. Remember, Jesus went through the trial and suffering of the cross. He endured this for you and for me. He endured all that pain and suffering, and then prayed for forgiveness of the ones who crucified Him. How did Jesus do this? He did it because He was reliant on the power of the Holy Spirit, which gave Him life, and will give us life as well as we go through all of our trials and tribulations. But this is what is in Lisa's story, that she was given this epiphany of surrendering her life to Jesus that made her life bearable. And then her uphill in her life happened afterwards, but Jesus helped her to overcome. How about you? What ails you? What is it that causes you to want to give up and to no longer continue? Have you been there before? If you have, I want to encourage you. Jesus has the power to change your life if you let him. He won't do it without your permission. You have to surrender your life to Jesus in order to truly overcome the darkness of this world. It's written in Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5-6. through 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct your paths. According to the scripture, if we trust in God and not lean on our own ways of thinking how things should be, but if instead we trust Him through our trials and tribulations, He guarantees to direct our paths and to guide us step by step. You see, Lisa could have just leaned into her own understanding and taken her life that day. 
She could have just maybe dumped her husband and moved on with life. But instead, she trusted in the Lord and she let the Lord guide her step by step. And today, her mind and heart is clear from the negative, tormenting thoughts and her life is spacious. She's learned how to overcome the pain in this world and triumph through the power of her faith in Jesus Christ. How about you? Have you tried Jesus yet? Have you clothed yourself with salvation through Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? If not, let me do the honor of praying for you. Because in this moment, this is where the love of God will truly enter into your heart and you will be changed forever. Lord God, I'm praying for the person who's saying, gosh, I've never thought of turning to you, Lord, during my trials, my trouble. Lord, some of us, maybe we turn away from you because of bad things that happen in our lives. We take this moment to realize that we need you in our troubles. We need you, Lord Jesus. We call out to you. We ask for you to come into our lives. We repent from turning away from you. And instead, we come towards you. We ask that you would receive us in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you're blessed by this testimony. And I know that your life was touched. Did you know our shows are on Spotify? Just search for Real Life Radio Show on Spotify and enjoy all the same shows you hear on the radio. That's Real Life Radio Show. See you next time.